0: what is up welcome to bringing the backups i'm your host eric helwig on the show today we're talking with comedian writer director and now podcaster joe Schappa. you can catch his new show pay or request a very funny comedy show he hosts with matt hobby uh anywhere podcasts are listened to we're also talking about blake bortles he's our backup and backup blake bortles This man deserves his due. He's been wronged. We're going to get into it. If you'd like to call into the show, as always, the phone number here, 323-716-6072. Again, that number, 323-716-6072. Leave me a question, a comment, an insult. Dealer's choice. Just don't call my wife a cunt and I'll put it on the show. Tickets are also on sale at erichelwig.com for some upcoming stand-up dates. Saturday, February 5th, at Flappers Comedy Club. That is a discounted ticket on my website. On Saturday, February 12th, I'm in the U.S. Comedy Contest at the Comedy Chateau in North Hollywood. And on Saturday, February 19th, I'm in Santa Barbara for a good, good comedy show. All those tickets available at my website, erichelwig.com. No tickets yet for the Aloha Comedy Festival, but it will be in Hawaii, in Honolulu, February 24th, 25th, 26th for four separate dates any other local shows in la you'd like to see me at follow me at eric helwig on instagram and twitter please if you have not yet rate this show five stars on apple Podcasts. it's a huge help also you can follow me on youtube youtube.com slash eric helwig that's all the business enjoy the show
1: grab your gear and lace it up
0: Oh, welcome in to bringing the backups episode who fucking knows but it is a big episode today because man there's been a lot of football. Oh my god it's actually gonna be a football podcast today. There's too much shit to talk about. Yeah I'll tell you what it's it, this is a bi-weekly podcast because you know I have a job and uh, none of you buy shit on the, on the merch page so I gotta you know do this in between taking care of the biz but I tell you, I wish it was a weekly show during the playoffs because playoffs, that was last year. That was actually last week's playoffs. That was last week's, uh, what do you call it, clip, little little uh, soundbite. I got a new one this week. And, then this, and this one is in tribute to last week. We had Lucas Hazlitt on the show. Two weeks ago, I should say, Lucas Hazlitt was on the show. He's a big 49ers fan. Who knows where this is from? Can't do it. Oh, Yeah. I love that quote. It's one of my favorites. Can't do it. It is highly underrated. Mike Singletary is up. He's a playoff machine. Let me tell you, let me tell you, as far as wasting time goes on this podcast. Can't do it. I got too much stuff to get to. All right. I can't do it. Can't do it. It is. It is a busy podcast. All right. Blake Bortles is one of my all time favorite backups. This man got royally fucked. And we're getting into it. All right. Hashtag free Blake Bortles. Can any you guys want to get this shit started, huh? Let's let let's build this on social media. Okay, Twitter, Instagram. Can we get it trending? Hashtag free Blake Bortles. We're gonna be talking about Blake Bortles on the podcast later. We'll be chatting with a very funny comedian, Joe Shappa. We'll get there. But look, I don't know. We should, uh, I guess we should, uh, what do you want to do? You want to talk about the quarterback first? You want to talk about my life first? You want to talk about the NFL first? I feel like we can get into the NFL. I mean, God damn. God damn, there have been some good games. I mean, look, that weekend of football, let me, let me say this we'll talk about the games. Okay. But I host a football podcast. I missed all four games, not the, not the, uh, The conference championship, but the, uh, what is it, the divisional, what is it, Uh, yeah, it's the wild card divisional championship, I miss the divisional games, Bengals Titans, Niners Packers, Rams Bucks, Bills Chiefs, I host a comedy podcast about football, I missed all four games, now for good reason, okay, like the first, I should say the first two games on Saturday was for good reason. I was in Idaho doing some shows, and I had a great time at those shows. Opened up for Bent Washburn. Alvin Williams opened up the show. Very Two very funny comedians. I mean, Bent was just incredible. I, mean, I feel like I became a better comic just watching him two consecutive shows do almost an hour. I mean, you guys have probably seen him on Conan. He is hilarious. It was great to open up for him. Uh, hope I hope I did my part in the room. I don't know. People were laughing. People were having a good time. Got a little drunk for the second show. Oops. <laughs> I'll, I'll get better at moderating my alcohol when I'm on the road next time. I don't know what to say. You know, with this celiac stuff, if, you know, if they don't have a gluten-free beer, I just go with the whiskey. And that's probably a mistake when you got a 6 o'clock and a 9 o'clock and an hour and a half to kill before the 9 o'clock. <laughs> that was not good. So my bad, 9 o'clock audience, but... Whatever, you guys are pretty drunk too, so we had a good time. Anyway, Moscow, Idaho, that was awesome. Thank you very much. I want to thank Mike O'Brien for putting together the show as well. He puts up an awesome show. I think it's called Moscow Comedy Night. But a friend of mine, Pete Jr., I don't mind saying his name. He's a comic. He wants the press. Pete Jr., Uh, he went ahead and... uh recommended me to the producer for the show Mike went up and did it had a absolute blast but those shows on Saturday meant that I missed the games which sucks you know but yeah if I'm gonna miss football like to get my career moving you know that's that's a that's something I just got to do you know I, I can't get that mad that I missed those games you know I watched the highlights but what I had is because I was I had no shows on Sunday, so I had an early flight out on Sunday out of Idaho from this little airport that looks like I fucking built it. And it was supposed to connect in Seattle, get me down to LA by eleven AM. I was gonna be at home watching football all day Sunday. So I wasn't gonna miss Rams, Bucks, Bills, Chiefs. Well, here's what happened. I'm on one of those like little planes, like it looks like from the movie Major League, where the propellers outside the wheel. Like if you just take one wrong step, you're gonna get decapitated trying to put your fucking luggage on the plane. So I'm, <laughs> it's like the hanging propeller plane. <laughs> you know, like I'm going into fucking Nam, and we try to land in Seattle twice. They try to land the plane and can't do it because of the fog. So it's like it's the creepiest feeling when the plane goes down hovers above the runway and then speeds up and takes off. You really I, mean, I don't know. Like you start to question whether or not, you know, this atheism is a good idea. I mean, not a fun flight out of Idaho. So they reroute us to I think we were in somewhere in Oregon. I don't even know where we were in Oregon, some airport. And uh we wait around for 4 hours in the airport. No no game on. So I'm missing the game. And then they cancel the flight, cancel the flight. Then I got to book a new plane from this airport in Oregon down to San Francisco, connect in San Francisco, come to LA. I didn't get home till like, what was it? Like eight o'clock at night. It was at the end of the Bills Chiefs game. So I'm walking through the airport. My wife's waiting to pick me up at the airport. And there's a dude watching the game on his phone. And so I'm with this guy. We're just going to the escalator. I'm like, bro, can I just kind of watch over your shoulder? He's like, yeah, man. So we watch the Bills go down and score with 13 seconds on the phone. I'm like, we're screaming. We're like, oh, my God, this is crazy. It was such a crazy game. And I I was catching the game walking through the airport from different TV to different TV. I'm catching the plays. I see Mahomes with the big touchdown. I see the Bills come back. I saw the Chiefs drive before that. But it was all broken up. And with 13 seconds left, I'm like, I see my wife waiting in the car. I'm like, okay, I can't keep her waiting. I'm like, there's 13 seconds. What's gonna happen? The game's over. Get in the car, go get tacos. While we're at tacos, my wife goes, oh, oh man. Poor Bill's fans. And I was like, what? Look at my phone. The fucking Chiefs came back with 13 seconds. Are you kidding me? I missed it. Oh my God. Fuck this little flight I took out of Idaho, man. It screwed everything. I, I mean, I've, if I was those pilots, I would have been like, nut up and land in the fog, bro. It's worth it. Well, we're going to have a little bumpy? <laughs> we're going to land bumpy? I'm trying to make the games. Anyway, so I missed, like, the greatest weekend in football history, according to every fucking person. There's, like, all these, like, old geezers on football shows I watch and they're like, in my years, I've never seen, I'm like, shut up, we get it, I missed it, fucking missed every minute of all four games, are you kidding me, the greatest, it's insane, anyway, I just needed to complain about that, but I did have a great time in Idaho, I'm glad I spent the weekend there, and uh, again, thanks to uh, Ben Washburn, Alvin Williams, and then the producer, Mike O'Brien, for putting me on. Hopefully more of that, guys. I want more of that paid gigs out of the fucking New York and L.A. That's all I want in this life. Everything else is gravy. Getting to perform for the good people of Idaho. I went to an Idaho Vandals game. They got a $50 million stadium. Their, their basketball team is like 2 and 30. I swear to God, like I, it, was, it was cool. The producer of the show hooked us up, so we were in the VIP for the first half. The stadium, the arena is amazing in Idaho. And then we got floor seats for the second half. It was a close game. They're playing Sac State. I mean, they're Sacramento State, but Sac State is so much more hilarious to say. And uh, they won. It was one of their two victories in the season they won. But I swear to God, I'm I'm looking at the Vandals players. I've never been courtside. I've always assumed I would feel dwarfed by the players, but I was looking at the point cards. I was like, I think I can D these guys up. They're not very good. Sorry, Idaho Vandals, but, I mean, holy shit, the team sucks. But they're not going to suck for long because that arena, I mean, they're going to really start dominating the Big Sky Conference. I mean, look out. Winthrop? I don't know if Winthrop is in that. I don't even know where the fuck Winthrop is. All I know is every year when the tournament starts, I'm like, where is Oral Roberts? That's hilarious. (laughs) A religious school named Oral Roberts. I mean, I mean, come on, it's it's funny. If there was like a a a school for Jesuit priests called Anal Alley, you'd be laughing your ass off too. They're called Oral Roberts people. That's comedy. Sometimes the jokes just tell themselves. All right. Anyway, that was that was that was two weekends ago. I was glad I got, but this weekend I was like, I canceled shit. I was like, I'm watching every minute of the games. They were still great games. I was like, I'm not going anywhere. I missed my father's funeral. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All all I had to do... All I had to do was get a COVID test over the weekend, which... Uh, oh, my God. I, I take those things like a bitch, but... You know, got to make sure I don't have COVID, so I can... Uh, I had to get, get, like, a fucking little surgery thing going on this... Uh, tomorrow, actually. Well, I should say the day this comes out on Tuesday, I'll be... I'll be put under by the doctors. My wife would be horrified that I'm giving out medical information. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that what everybody's doing now? I'm vaccinated. They're like just saying what they do with their bodies. I don't know. Fine. I'm having a doctor stick a tube down my throat to make sure that my celiac diet has helped my intestine. All right? That's what I'm doing. They knock you out. They They put like a you like a a ring thing in your mouth like you're a like you're a gimp like and then they knock you out and then they put a tube down your throat and then you're like they look at your insides and they're like good job not eating bread buddy way to stop eating bread did your friend make you cheesecake and you had to say no to it good job bud Actually, I actually have done a great job with the celiac stuff. I mean, I haven't, they're like, D- do you ever cheat? It's like, no, I shit my brains out if I cheat. Like, I feel miserable for days. Like, it's not worth cheating. It sucks. I Like, the food looks good, but I don't want to eat it. Because, I mean, it. that part's easier. It, the, the part that sucks is, is going out to restaurants. And, like, I have to, like, interrogate the the poor waiter. Like, tell me when the last time is you put mozzarella sticks in with the french fries (laughs) gotta go in there and like look at the fryer with a fucking flashlight that's been the rough part but look the point is I'm getting the celiac stuff taken care of all right i'm doing being responsible all that other stuff look enough of this i uh i want to uh you know i'm gonna i kind of want to pause the podcast for a little bit see if Liz wants to come up and do the voicemail. Nah, she doesn't. She's in a I don't think she's going to want to do it. I'll just do the voicemails by myself. Sorry, guys, I thought Liz was going to join me for the show, but I don't, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's going to happen. But let's listen to some voicemails. I, I I got a bunch. Uh, thank you guys for calling in. It's it's awesome. Again, if you would like to call into the show, you can anytime because I'm not going to listen to it live. But just leave me a voicemail. Number's 323-716-6072. Leave a voicemail for bringing the backups. <phone rings> Bring in the backups voicemail. Who is this?
1: Hey there, bringing the backups. It's me, two-time Pro Bowler and one-time Super Bowl champion Brad Johnson, and I'm just calling in to say what a fan I am of the show. And Eric, I have to ask for your expertise opinion: Who's the bigger badass that has unexpectedly won a Super Bowl? Me or Trent fucking Delfer? Let me know, brother. Keep up the great work. Johnson out. Captain Chet down. Third and ten, I'm taking a knee.
0: All right. I guess that's a reference to Brad Johnson being a very conservative quarterback. You know, you ran the West Coast to a T. Uh, Thanks for calling in, uh, Brad. So who is a more bigger badass, Brad Johnson or Trent Dilfer? I'm going to go Dilfer just because Dilfer winning the Super Bowl is pretty close to me winning the Super Bowl. Like, he has that level of... I mean he was he was pretty wretched <laughs> as a corner. I mean, they would literally throw the ball like twelve times when he was on the uh, when the Ravens went on their run. But here's the thing, man. Who gives a fuck? They won. I've said this so many times on the show. I'm not gonna get into the Nick Foles thing again. I probably will. But when a guy wins a Super Bowl, that's his team. And I know it's like not the whole team stays after the Super Bowl, but the quarterback has to stay. It it really doesn't matter who the quarterback it was. It could have been the water boy throwing spirals out there, just throwing a screen pass, letting your defense win every game for you, you know, two to nothing. It doesn't matter. You do not replace the quarterback. That is your guy. Go- you can't do it. Oh, you know what? Can't do it. There we go. That's what I don't know what I was thinking. I said the words can't do it when I have... Can't do it. Actually, queued up is uh, very bad. I'm getting better at the buttons. Okay. Yeah, but I'm gonna go Trent Dilfer as a bigger badass. I mean, Brad Johnson was brought in with like multiple picks to win that Super Bowl for the Bucks. And remember, I did an episode on Sean King. Sean King got fucked. But I can't. I, I can't be. Uh, you know outraged for him because I've already done that episode so you know this episode is about Blake Bortles which we will get to but as far as that question goes uh you know I'm Trent Dilfer all the way
2: hey Eric your number one stalker here um I really enjoy the show um it really helped me get through COVID and that's no joke um just really appreciate the show man it's a great idea great concept um, if you're ever in the Boston area performing again, I'll come out and see you. Um, just really appreciate the show, and uh, keep it up. Thanks.
0: All right. that's a very nice, heartfelt message. I don't know who left it because they didn't say their name at the top. Guys, say your name at the top when you're calling to the show. <laughs> 323-716-6072. But one of my fans in Boston, uh, I'm guessing they did not make it out when I was there for the Boston Comedy Festival a few months back. But yeah, I will definitely be back in Boston because just doing that festival made a bunch of friends who produce shows around town. I couldn't really do it while I was there the first time, but they've all been like the next time you're back. So yeah, for sure. Boston might be like a week long stay the next time I go because I love the town. Even when it, even cold towns, you know, it's like, it's nice when you're in LA to like, I'm going to wear a jacket for a week. So yeah, I'll definitely be back. And uh, whoever you are, (laughs) again, say your name at the top of the messages. Uh, yeah, come on out, and I'll uh, you know we'll, I'll buy you a beer afterwards. Thanks for listening to the show, by the way. Let's get to our uh, our next uh, voicemail.
1: Hey, Eric. My name is uh, Jack Panagruel. First time caller, long time listener. I'm calling out of Antioch, California, where I'm a running back coach at Antioch High School. Go Panthers! Uh, Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers was a former player of mine. God <laughs> fucking loved to see him. Oh, I'm sorry, I love seeing him in the playoffs, but you know I hated to see him bounce so early. Anywho. Big fan of the Niners, long-time fan. I was there for the catch when I was only 12 years old. It was amazing. I've never seen the city so electrified. So my question is, is very simple. Why does time seem to flow only in one direction? Do you think it's a phenomenological flaw of three-dimensional corporeal beings, or do you think it's an inherent feature delicately woven in the fabric of space itself? Thank you.
0: All right, thanks for the call, Jack. Uh, so
1: why is...
0: I mean, we experience time linearly. I mean, I could start going into the, the Matthew McConaughey, True Detective, it's circle. Uh, but I'm not going to do that. I will say we don't really know what happens in universes outside of our own. So is it woven into the fabric of time itself? Maybe. if If this universe, this galaxy is the same as every other galaxy, then sure. But who's to say it isn't? And who's to say there's not? Other places in the universe where it doesn't move linearly, and I don't know it, I even say in this universe, I mean I'm guessing that's how it is, but you know we all just walk on this one planet and say that everything that happens here is the way it's got to be, but it might not be, so I don't know, I don't know enough uh you know i'm that's a very uh very intelligent question. I didn't think it was going there, but you know, wish you the best at Antioch high school uh keep those running backs moving. And uh yeah thanks for uh, thanks for listening to the show Jack.
1: Hey Eric, this is Becky. I wanted to know on a chilly Super Bowl Sunday, what do you prefer? Hot cocoa or hot cider?
0: <laughs> I think Becky got a little bashful there at the end of her question. I don't know why you're laughing at the phrase hot cider. Uh I would go cocoa over cider. Um you know, I like cinnamon. It, it's because cider's got cinnamon in it, right? It's like a little cinnamony. I'm not a big, I don't know. I'm not a big, I don't like hot drinks that much, but if I'm going to have a hot drink, feel like hot cocoa, I would probably go with more just because, I don't know, because I like those little, like if you can get the little marshmallows, like the Swiss mix, is that what it is? Swiss, Swiss Miss? You know the one where they got the little marshmallows and they kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Now let me say this: If the hot cocoa doesn't have marshmallows, can't do it. All right.
2: Hey, this is Bill from New York, I'm calling because I have a question. Um, uh, when you uh, 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 when you when you decide whether to um, pick the quarterback, uh, what's the process that you use in picking that quarterback uh, and um, why? Uh, why is every quarterback you pick uh, someone I've never heard
0: of? All right, Will. Uh, I guess thanks for listening to the show. Uh, well, the whole point of the show is that, um, you know, I, I pick backup quarterbacks, so that's kind of like the niche. So you haven't heard of them because I'm I'm picking guys you haven't heard of because they got fucked by you know the chance and the gods of football have 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 reigned. Unfortune, unfortune, misfortune upon them. So you know this show pays them the due that they're deserved, which is why we're going to be talking Blake Bortles a little bit later. But thanks for calling in, Will. All right, who do we got next here?
1: Hey, it's Liz, your wife. Uh, When you get off work, can you take a look at this mole on my butt? I can't really reach it or see it, so if you could just give her a look and let me know if I need to make an appointment with my dermatologist, that'd be great. also, who's going to win
0: the Super Bowl? Okay, well, uh, my wife does not understand that uh, this is not my voicemail. I guess she does because she left a personal message, but then asked me a question for the podcast. So, well, we need to get on the same page with this bit. Yeah, uh, who do I think is going to win the Super Bowl? Oh boy. I mean I'd love for the Bengals to, I, I, there's stories on there look there's I feel like there's rootable guys on both sides. I feel like the Bengals have got to have the momentum right now. They've won on the road against the 1 and the 2 seed in the AFC. I mean I mean I I feel like that's momentum. I know every team in the Super Bowl is on a roll but I mean come on. I mean, I I I would go with the Bengals just on momentum, but you know, if Stafford wins, I'm cool with that too. But I'm going with Cincinnati. I'm rolling with the Tigers. All right, let's get to. Uh, man, we gotta, we really do have a lot. Who's next? Fuck. Who is next? Did I, did I do this one? All right. Here's here's another one.
2: to the NFL riddler again. No oh, fuck. Come Question on. for you, Eric. What do the numbers 49 represent in the 49ers' name? This is, uh... What does the number 49
0: represent? (laughs) He wants me to answer now? In
2: the 49ers' name.
0: Okay, I'm going to guess that it's... uh, Is
2: that right, Eric.
0: Prospector, like somebody that came to find gold. That is
2: incorrect. 49 represents the number of average felonies that each NFL player has. Try again.
0: (laughs) Great. Well, the NFL Riddler got me on that one. Is that going to (laughs) be... Is that going to be a recurring bit on this voicemail? This is what happens when you spend eight years being a fucking improviser is you have a lot of these calls coming in. Okay, now we got a couple more.
2: Hey, Eric, it's me, Joe Namath. I wanted to call and talk to you about quarterbacks, and I just wanted to say that, Eric, I really want to kiss you. Oh, my God. I just want to kiss you, Eric. It's just it's Joe
0: Namath here. He just want to kiss you. So he to kiss me. <laughs> uh, Hello? No. Yeah. Hi. This is a voicemail. Uh, okay. So that was Joe Namath. He seems to still be kind of in a rough way there. But uh, no, I will not kiss Joe Namath. A couple more calls.
1: Hey, this is Tom from. What do you think the 49ers are going to do with Jimmy G? I'd love the show. Bye. All
0: right. Well, he's gone. Uh, thanks, Tom, for calling in. Uh, Jimmy G's gone. They're obviously going to go trade Lance. They just put too much. I think they, yeah, they, they have too much in him, and Jimmy G just hasn't. If, if Jimmy G had made the Super Bowl, I, I don't think you can move on from him. You make two Super Bowls in three years. I just don't think you can do that. But the fact that he didn't, the fact that he didn't look great in the second half, yeah I think they can th- that's enough to like salve the souls of the people that still like him on that team and the team will go, yeah, we're, we're gonna rally around Lance now. So Jimmy G's gone for sure. Uh, I don't know where he goes. I mean I'm sure he's a starter next year. I mean there's gonna be teams that need quarterbacks, uh, Vikings, um, God who else Saints come to mind. I mean, I I mean that would be hilarious if the Bucks get him. (laughs) Jenny still ends up replacing Brady after all of it. I don't think that'll happen though. I mean, I'm I'm, fingers crossed the Bucks ride the Gabber train straight into hell. I mean, I'm a this is called bringing the backups. All right, with that, this is going way too long. Let's do our. uh, I had one more on here. Hey, it's me,
2: Joe Namath, again. I just wanted to call and apologize. I uh, really made it a fool out of myself again, and I just wanted to say that, Eric, I just really want to kiss you. Okay, I... Uh, I just want to kiss Joe. you, sweet Joe Namath, and I want to kiss... Just give me a kiss.
0: Hello. <laughs> he keeps forgetting that he called at the end of the call. Listen, I, Joe, I can't kiss you. I mean, look, Joe. Can't do it. I can't do it. Anyway, that's the uh, voicemail portion of the show. <laughs> Bring in the backup's voicemail. <laughs> Who is this? All right, into Blake Bortles we go. Only two fucking real people called the whole show. I don't even know if Tom from Fort Lauderdale was real. <laughs> I think that one guy from Boston was the only legit call, and then everybody else is fucking around with the voicemail. Please call in with real football questions. I know there's fans out there, not just my friends trying to fuck with me. But the number, again, 323-716-6072. I guess thanks to everybody that called in. But for real, let's get some actual human beings on the uh, on the next version of this. <laughs> Good time, though. I don't know. Like I said, improv is uh, those are good times. Those are those are good buddies of mine. Okay, Blake Bortles. Look, Blake Bortles, what was the thing they said about him in Jack? He had that great season in 2015, right? That was, like, where he put up – it was over 30 touchdowns. I'm going to look at the numbers right here. He gets drafted in 2014 by the Jags. And first thing is, like, look at the people that he got drafted with. That season, I mean, he was easily... I mean, look, you got Derek Carr. Okay, he was he's fine. You got Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he's better than Bortles, but, like, lower-tier starter, I think is fair to say. And then after Bortles, listen to this list. You Teddy Bridgewater, journeyman. Okay, almost lost his knee, you know, just walking. <laughs> so... AJ McCarron, have not heard from him. Tom Savage, I don't think he's in the league. David Fails. I mean, he's close to Foles. I mean, if he was changed the A to 0 no, you got something there. Garrett Gilbert, played all right with the Redskins that one game last year, but, I mean, he sucks. Manziel was that year. Zach Mettenberger did not work out. Aaron Murray, don't think so. Taj Boyd, Keith Wenning, Logan Thomas, come on. I mean, this is a pretty shitty class, but Bortles is about three on there. I'd put him at three for his draft class. So, anyway, that's not the point. He gets drafted. He has, like, a pretty good season. I think it was 2015 where he throws a bunch of touchdowns, 35 touchdowns, 18 picks. He's got a quarterback rating of 88.2. It was the best he ever posted in his career. But people said "This uh, this is garbage time this is nothing it doesn't mean anything and then in 2016 he takes numbers take a little dip 2017 he starts out slow picks up at the end and the jags go all the way to the conference championship almost beat the pats and listen listen to his num listen to his numbers in 2017 in the playoffs 3 games started completes 57% of his passes there's three picks, or sorry, three touchdowns, no picks, rating of 91. Bro, I'm sorry. How does this guy not have like a solid backup job? Well, I mean, what's the is it? It's, I think it's because his name is Blake Bortles and it's two consonants, B, Blake Bortles, and bad also starts with B, and people just think it's funny. Like his name sounds like he should suck, and that is why people think he sucks. But you can tell me this guy isn't better than like half the guys backing up other people in the league right now? He is. And with playoff experience like this, he started every game 2015, 2016, 2017. Three seasons, started all of them. He's got 73 career starts. I mean, that's valuable. I always said the same thing about Sean King. I don't know why I'm going back to Sean King on this podcast. But when you have that experience, you know, money can't money can't buy that. That's not true, it can. But, that, but my point is... I don't know why this guy gets shit on so much. Just because The Good Place had a joke about it. Fuck The Good Place. That show got way too preachy. There's, uh, I don't want to bury the lead, okay? The Good Place was overrated. Seriously, about like the fourth season, I'm like, okay, we get it. We should all try to be good. Fuck. Christ, what is this? A fucking philosophy class? Anyway, Bortles. By the way, in the UCF University of Central Florida Hall of Fame for his three seasons at quarterback there, he left his senior season, but it was 2012, 2013. The team went 22 and 5 in Bortles' starts. They beat number five Baylor in the Fiesta Bowl, I want to say. I think it was the Fiesta Bowl. Bortles played his ass off. He earned, he earned that draft. Well, he got picked third overall by the Jags in 2014. And it's a cool story, too, because I think he went to high school in Florida. Then he played at UCF, and then he got drafted by Jacksonville. I mean, it it really does suck that it didn't work out at that first stop for him. But, like, what? Were we pretending it's a good team? It's not a good team. By the way, after that 2017 season, I mean, I find this so fascinating. Like, people have been shitting on him. They go to the championship game. They sign him to a three-year deal. The next season, they go 3-1 and one with him as starter, and then he starts to struggle, goes 0-8, and and they bench him and cut him the next season. <laughs> and you're like, bro, you just gave him $54 million. It's one of the craziest contract extensions ever to extend somebody and then basically be done with them 11 games later. And remember, the first four games, they played well. He was playing well. He really started to struggle like mid season, but it was it was just weird. I think they were just I think they were just done with them, but again I, I I cannot understand why they would have given him that money. And I will say this: watching Bortles highlights because I did watch some Bortles highlights. I watched that Pats game in 2018. I think it was week two. We threw a shit ton of touchdowns, and he was like barreling over people for first downs. I mean, he just played a baller game, and it was a revenge game for the championship game in 2017. Bortles looked good in multiple times for the Jags. We say garbage time or the defense was good, but the bottom line is it's not like he sucked the whole time. The team sucked basically the whole time, with the exception of one season. So it's like people hate on him, but like, I don't know. What are the ingredients I'm making the stew with? Everything's expired. Oh, sorry, the soup tastes bad. This guy got fucked. Still, that said, six comebacks, eight game-winning drives in his career. I mentioned UCF Hall of Fame in college. He was absolutely sick. I I want to say the Jags uniforms. They got a. They got a. There's not enough teal. I mean, your teal and gold. Those are cool colors, but like. They got none now. I mean, I think of the old Fred Taylor, Mark Brunel, those teal uniforms with the gray, like I guess rim on the sleeve. Those look badass. But now they're like they're like all black. They're like like they're trying to be like the Raiders, but you're not. You're playing Jacksonville with the jag. You're the Jaguars. Like you have you're a jaguar with a blue tongue. That's what you are. You have to lean into your bad colors. What if? When is Florida going to get it through your head? You're not cool. Like the Marlins are trying to be cool. The Bucks are trying to be. It's like you're not cool. You're Florida. You're cheap. You're, you're for old people. You got like, you're like fucking Disneyland or Disney World, whatever. You're a place for old people to go and die. Have ugly colors. All your teams have ugly colors. Teal gold. Miami Marlins, same deal. They're like, Derek Jeter's like, yeah, we're going to make it like a Miami nightclub. It's like, no, be the part of Miami. Don't be the cool Cuban part of Miami. Be the old fuck part of Miami. I'm talking pinstripes with teal. That's what you got to do. Florida's fucking up with their uniforms, all right? I'm not happy with it. Even the Dolphins, like they're trying to make theirs look like sleek. Don't you? Yeah, don't be sleek. Old Dolphins. John Riggins smashing your secondary with a long run Dolphins. That's you. Be you. All right. What else have we got here? Oh, yeah. So then uh, Bortles jumps around a little bit after uh, the Jags give up on him. I mean, well, if that's their prerogative, they want to move on. By the way, they moved on with Nick Foles in 2019. I'm not going to fault him for that. I'm going to fault him for. You know, Foles breaks a collarbone and they're like, "Well, oh, he wasn't good enough. It's like, motherfucker, he was injured. You should have given him another season. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. But, yeah, whatever. Bortles is uh, gone. And then he's – I, I want to do his, like – he's been on, like, eight teams, but has he's thrown two passes. He was on the Rams twice. Like, he was on the Packers. Here, I got it in front of me. Packers. Who am I leaving out? I know he signed somewhere. Oh. Denver. I know he's he's and now he's on the Saints. And I know he's on the Saints because I found a very cool video. I want to give a shout out to Saints Happy Hour on YouTube. You guys should follow them. Just type in Saints Happy Hour. But I found, I mean, it was a little clickbaity. The guy admits it, whoever this guy is, but he talks about is Bortles going to be starting for the Saints next year. And technically you look at the injury situation. With uh, Taysom Hill, <laughs> you know. I mean, they're I, I guess the Saints are still going to try to have a linebacker a quarterback, uh, even <laughs> when peyton has gone. But uh, Hill's injured. Winston, they don't know if he's going to be back. The other guy's Trevor Simeon, and then they signed Blake Bortles. So right now, it's a it's a battle between Simeon and Bortles. I'll 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 put money down on Bortles. I bet he starts if the if he makes the team, he'll start a game for the Saints next year. That'll be fucking awesome. I don't know how this guy is not a backup somewhere. I watched a clip of him on Pardon My Take. He is a very funny dude in real life. Very chill dude. He did this bit where he's talking about grit, and he was like, uh, it's an acronym. Getting raunchy something something. I was like, oh, this guy's like a weird. He's like a weirdo. He seemed very relaxed not being the starting quarter. <laughs> he seems like he's really sinking into backup life. We, we got to find him a place to hang for like four years. i am tell you what, Bortles has got to be a guy where like you're watching a playoff game and Mahomes goes down, and you're like, oh, fuck, who's the backup? And then Bortles trots out there, and you're like, oh, fuck, and then he lights it up because he's been studying the whole time, getting Andy Reid's offense down. Chiefs, do you hear me? Out with the old, in with the new. Goodbye, Henny. Hello, Bortles. He, he should be, every team should want to sign him. He's been, like, basically not in football for two years or, like, a practice squad guy, so you can get a guy with playoff experience an above average or, like, a slightly below average quarterback rating for his career. You could probably get him on the league minimum right now. Everybody should want that. you go pay a backup 10 million bucks? Fuck that. Bortles. That's what I would do. Watching his clips too, man. He had mobility, he had arm strength, he had it all. Look, look, I'm freeing Bortles, okay? That's what we're doing. Hashtag free Bortles on social media. Do it, listeners. You got it. I know there's like... I've got like 15, 20 accounts on Twitter that respond to my shit regularly. I think if we can all just hashtag free Blake Bortles at once on Tuesday... We're going we're gonna to make our impact <laughs> on the internet. Anyway, that's enough with uh, that's enough, uh, Blake Bortles. I will say, I mean, look, I, I, I said I'd talk a little bit more about the playoff games I watched. They really were great. I mean, I don't know how you're not rooting for the Bengals right now, but I was watching all the old clips of the Bengals last time they made, what was it, 88 or 89 when they lost to the 49ers? But even when they won the AFC, there was like O.J. Simpson was on the field with their coach, uh, whose name is escaping me right now. But I mean, it was cool. Like, like I, I don't know, like, Joe Burrow is making the Bengals cool. That's the best way to say it, man, is like, you see him with those, gl- those like, tinted glasses he had on after the divisional round who kind of looked like Val Kilmer in heat. I mean, that was, he's a cool dude the gold chain afterwards. Is that real gold? I make too much money to have it not be real. He, I'm telling you, that's why I'm picking the Bengals, man. Like I, I, I like Stafford. I, it'd be great for his legacy to win one and kind of get that Detroit monkey off his back. But, uh, Joe Burrow is just cooler than you dude. I mean, it's that simple. Sometimes it's the intangible. Although I will say, uh, I thought Jimmy G's intangible that he's a fucking hot man would be, would help him out (laughs) a little bit more in the championship. Jimmy G, man. I mean, Lucas was on the show last two weeks ago. He was trashing Jimmy G a lot. And I was, I mean, look the record, what is it? They were like 35 and 21 with Jimmy G as a starter. And they're eight and 28 without him since he signed with the team. It's like it's hard to argue with that. Like some guys the team just wants to play for. But man, I mean the team has to play for him because he makes some bad throws, dude. I mean he really does not look like a top 20 quarterback even. But then he takes off that helmet and he's a he's a fucking fox. I mean look, I'm a straight dude, but like I'm I am confident enough to say that I'm gay. <laughs> No, I'm. he's good looking. I, I mean, is that like a, you think that's like a subconscious thing for other men that they're like, man, I just, I don't know something about this guy makes me want to fight for him. And what it really is is that you're like, I, I want to fuck him. Is that what's going on? Is that why he's 35 and 21 as a starter? Because he, he's a very good looking man. But uh, man, Aaron Donald and the Rams defense in the second half did not give a shit. They smashed him. And so now he's gone. he's out. But again, he's too attractive to not get another job in the NFL. I think he's uh, I think he'll be fine. He's got the intangibles. That's what they always say about guys who uh, aren't very good <laughs> they've got the intangibles. Anyway, the Bengals game was awesome. We got to talk about those fucking overtime rules, man. I got in a little thing with uh who, let me I'll find him on Twitter here. Who was talking shit? I'm not gonna say talking shit cuz uh, he's one of the guys uh, J space underscore J on Twitter was giving me crap for complaining about the overtime rules. But let me say something to you J space space J also, I get what you did there. You spelled out the word space, and then it's an underscore. We got it, JJ. But it doesn't matter that 52%, only 52% of the people that win the toss win the game in, in overtime. First off, in the playoffs, it's 10 out of 11 teams have won when they win the toss because they're better quarterbacks, so the defenses are more exhausted. That's number one. But number two... It's like, who cares? Who cares if it's 50-50? That's not the point. The point is, is why would you have it so that it's ever unfair? So that one defense is gassed, can't stop the offense, and then they, the other team never gets the ball? Fuck that. And I hate it, because it's like, when you watch college football, like their overtime is awesome. One team gets the ball at the 25-yard line, then the other team gets it. And then you switch. Second team goes first, first team goes first. You just do that, once you get to the think it's the third overtime, you got to start going for two-point conversions. Sometimes it goes multiple overtime, sometimes it just goes one. But you know what happens every time? Everybody gets the ball. The defense isn't as gas because they get a break and it's a shorter field. It's a more fair representation of which team is better in those games. I'm telling you, the same way that college football are like, how can we fix? college football playoff. Uh, Do what they do in college basketball. Why are we reinventing the wheel? Uh, NFL overtime has got to get fixed. That should should piss me off. And it should piss off Bills fans. I mean, Christ. They already have, like, uh, a kicker that cost them a Super Bowl. Sorry, you know, Steve Christie. I'm sure you're a good person if you're out there, but... You fucked up, bro. You fucking ray-sinkled it. Isn't that I think that movie is based off of uh uh Steve Christie, the Bills kicker, right? That by, by the way, this is based on nothing. Me saying that Ace Ventura kicker is based off Steve Christie is just pulled straight from my asshole. There's there less than 0% chance that that is true. I just made it up. But I do feel like it's true. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, yes, that is the fact. But the NFL playoffs were amazing. I do want to say, by the way, uh, thank you to the gentleman over at Opening Kickoff Podcast. All right, my friends. And I'm saying friends because they called me their friend when they introduced me on their show. Dave, Brandon, Peyton, thanks, guys. Had a great time. Go check them out. Give them a follow on Twitter. Opening kickoff pod. Uh, they got a they got a fun little sports podcast over there. They're good friends. They're good buddies over there. And I also want to thank the Tower City Comedy Festival. I was supposed to be there last weekend, and then I kind of had to choose because I got into this comedy contest last minute here in LA and it was like one or the other and I went with the gig that didn't require a plane ticket and a hotel room so I had to I had to ditch out on Tower City Comedy Festival in Paris Texas but I had a couple friends that were there that said amazing things about the festival so you know if you're in Paris Texas and you missed the Tower City Comedy Festival uh you know fuck you don't do that again next year, all right? Go, and maybe I'll be there. I don't know, unless the producer is mad at me and he's like, you will never come back. He didn't seem like that when I told him, but he could have been hiding it. He could secretly be furious and feel betrayed. <laughs> It'd be weird, I don't know him, but maybe he's maybe he also considered us friends. I don't know. But yeah, that uh, that festival looked like a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully, I can get out there next year. I want to do I want to do more dates in Texas. You know, I feel with with the world collapsing in on Joe Rogan right now. It's like I just think he needs his friends, and I am one of them. I need to get down there for my friend. It's for him, not for me. Oh Christ! I'm not going to get into the Joe Rogan stuff. I'm just going to say this. If you listen to the Joe Rogan experience and don't understand the context of the Joe Rogan experience, then you're fuck, it doesn't matter if you get the vaccine or not because you're already a, a dumbass. No, I don't think most people listen to that show and don't understand that it's just a guy talking without any prep. Like, that's why we like the show, because it's uninformed. It's fun. <laughs> you remember fun? <laughs> you just talk. You just talk, and then like the next week, you have a different opinion. You know, it's talking shit. I don't know. I, I I guess there's like he has like a responsibility to. He has a lot of listeners, but like also fuck that. He's got to become Walter Cronkite now. Boo. I, you know what I I saw some stat that was like adding up Joe Rogan's audience versus like every single network, <laughs> every network. Every, like, yeah, I'm Tucker Carlson, I'm Anderson Cooper, all those douchebags, you add, like, all of their audiences up, it's half of Joe Rogan's. Do you think maybe some of it is jealousy? Could that be a little piece of this? Is that they don't like that this guy is free and does whatever the fuck he wants and crushes them? He used to put leeches on people's nutsack and, like, launch them into space for eight years on NBC. That was what he got famous for. And now he's a better source of what's going on in the world than fucking news. That's how bad news is, is the fear factor dude is more trusted. So it's, to me, I'm like, yes, he says shit, but I don't, I, I'm not taking my medical advice from him. I'm just enjoying the show and I like the conversations. And doesn't he get, and the other thing is like, doesn't he get other people he gets like different perspectives. Like he had Sanjay Gupta on; Sanjay could have kicked his ass. Anyway, I'm just I, you know what it is. I, I'm I am uh, I'm a comedian. I pretty much side with comedian. I mean uh, uh, Cosby. I didn't go with him. I mean fuck him. <laughs> I don't go with comedians all the time. But uh, Rogan's not like a moral monster. He's just like a, he's just a dude that drinks creatine shakes, that works out, somehow got this podcast to be insanely popular, and he just has people on. I don't know. Can't you just take it for what it's worth sometimes? Anyway, that's... Anyway, so anyway, my podcast will now be canceled. It's part of uh, defending Joe Rogan. Anyway. Uh... Look, I think that's enough. I think how long did I go? Oh fuck. I meant to go 30 minutes. I went fifty-one. Did I defend Blake Bortles enough? I feel like he did I feel like he has been. I feel like he has been unfairly maligned. And but I, I will say this. Somebody's gonna give him a shot. I feel like he'll be rostered for a full season next year. And the NFL, especially with 17 games now, he's gonna play. He's going to get a chance to play, whether it's like a Gardner Minshew for the Eagles this year type situation. He is going to show that he's not as bad as people say he is. He, I mean, I think he already showed it. He, To me, he's not a guy that should be out of the league yet. So, whatever. We'll find out. And, and let me tell you this, too. If he is out of the league, go to the fucking XFL, Blake Bortles. Or go to the... Uh, United States Football League, USFL that's opening up next year. Get rostered there and crush people. I want to see this dude with his long windmill throwing action and his plus arm speed, arm strength, and mobility. I want to see him rocking it for at least a couple more seasons. I want to see some Blake Bortles highlights. That would be awesome. I got my fingers crossed it's going to happen this year. And again, kudos to the Saints Happy Hour for posting a 12-minute Will Blake Bortles start for us next year that inspired this whole episode. Because I wasn't going to do Blake Bortles until I watched this guy talking about maybe he'll be the starter. And I was like, if he is, I want to be ahead of it. So I give them credit. They they put this first. Now I'm uh, I'm riding on their coattails. So the YouTube video had like 80 views. But that's that's not the point. The point is... I watched it, and I was inspired. Okay, let's move on to our guest. We did have a really fun interview this week with Joe Shappa. Now, Joe is a gentleman that I know from New York City. And uh, he was – I mean, this is when I first moved to uh, – when I first moved out from Virginia – Joe was one of my first teachers. He was a he was a real inspiration to me uh, in the early days of me doing comedy. So getting him on the pod is really cool. I honestly love his new podcast, which if you guys have not listened to him, it's not likely that you've listened to it. There's literally every single person on earth has a podcast now, but you really should check it out. It is a great show. Uh, he hosts it with Matt Hobby, who is another very funny gentleman. You've, uh, I think he's on Young Sheldon right now, so he's actually like a guy you would recognize from TV uh, if you watch that show. But yeah, the show itself, pay or request, uh, they basically like go into people's Venmo accounts and like roast their Venmo accounts. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 good. It's a good. It's a solid. Here's the thing. You, obviously, I respect a solid niche comedy podcast. I've got one myself. So the, the more specific it is, the more I'm down to have people on from it to help promote. So with that said, I'm going to kick it to the interview right now with Joe. Enjoy, uh, enjoy our chat. And the next time you hear me talking, it'll be post-Super Bowl. So we'll see. Bengals, Rams. I live in L.A. Maybe part of the city will have burned down. That'll be the second time that's happened since I've lived here. <laughs> For a happier reason this time. But yeah, let's uh we'll see what happens. But I'll see you guys in two weeks. Enjoy the interview. And uh yeah, I don't I don't have another thing to say. Yeah, there's like 30 people over here. And you all... have Tom
3: Brady on this week, right? That's a that's a get.
0: Tom Brady will never be on this podcast. He's not welcome, and not because of some weird sports allegiance. Because he's not the he's not the niche, niche, niche,
3: niche. No, you're right. Well, what's the niche then? What is the it?
0: niche? Is quarterbacks who have failed? Like it's, it's oh, it's, that's right. They have to be failures.
3: You mean so you're just calling every used car lot up and down? the east east to west coast it's literally be like do you have a quarterback who used to play for the nfl they're like yep you know what i'm really doing is, the place you
0: know what i'm really doing is i'm reaching out to a lot of their wives like i'll find them on instagram oh, and their wives are like with their kids and like i'll see like is that tyler Thigpen in the background and then
3: i'll i'll just I'll. <laughs> you immediately <laughs> click on that link that says like players look at the hot players wives wherever that link is obviously. i mean you've seen it
0: yes you have to and then it's it could be the worst player in the world and they're dating like a a fucking 11 out of 10 always
3: um yeah i guess yeah that's a whole i'm sure you cover this i again i'm gonna be honest with you i i did watch all the football games yesterday
0: you know what i didn't
3: really no because well because i was
0: uh, no interest. no i was traveling i was i had the shows uh on saturday night so i missed the two games and then how were the crowds they were great it was sold out two shows maskless um,
3: n- or some people wore masks. I'm just curious. I have no judgment. I don't no, they
0: I- they wore masks walking in, but then once they sat down at their tables, COVID sure. knows not to attack people once you have a drink in front yeah. of you. So then they. Well, they masks know masks.
3: it's like in Mission Impossible. They have like that laser beam around them, yeah, that invisible. And you see COVID with a can of hairspray sometimes, uh, you know, doing it to show the <laughs> whatever. <laughs>
0: I like the mission of I would have I would have done uh, uh, Entrapment. Remember that? Scene? Oh, the, that's the, a good one. The yeah. Catherine Zeta one. scene with
3: her her booties trying to get through those those slim lines.
0: That was how they advertised. We the don't movie. see her
3: that much anymore, huh? Wish she was a big star. Zorro, Entrapment.
0: I think she falls into the. I mean, it's it's tough for ladies once they get over forty. The industry's just like you. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, they
3: put you in the trash. That's too bad. It is. She really had a gift. She really had a gift of acting. I don't remember how good she was
0: actually, I saw um what was that movie she was in with uh, Clooney intolerable cruelty. Oh, I like that movie. I actually thought I've it was seen pretty good many
3: times. yeah, I've seen it many times. nice twist, and I think he's really good in it. I like that he kept getting his teeth cleaned. <laughs> he's like obsessed with his teeth. I thought that was an interesting like thing it was, he was like, um well, Eric, welcome to my show. It's great to have you. Uh, <laughs>
0: Don't, don't change the subject off intolerable cruelty. I mean, I kind of like, I think we should. Oh, I like that movie. Deeper that was a dive. Great movie. It was um, good. It was that's good. like
3: the Cone Brothers. They made a couple for major studios that are kind of stinkers, but they're still pretty good. Like that Hudsucker Proxy. Then they go back and make, they used to make a movie a year. I don't think they do it. Oh, no. They have um, one with uh, Denzel. The
0: Oh, um, the new Othello. one.
3: Not a fellow. Macbeth. Yeah, Macbeth. they made it Macbeth. But maybe just one of them did. I don't know. It was but, just um, one. It was Joel.
0: It's so good. It was Joel. I watched did you see it? Oh, you watched it? Oh it's no. I really so watched. Good.
3: It. Macbeth is my favorite um shakes. It's the one I've seen the most of for some reason. I've seen it uh, bad productions and good productions, and I, I like the I be interested in see the movie because I understand it.
0: Do you re- do you relate to Macbeth's uh, greed? And not even greed. Yeah, my more wife is
3: like... constantly trying to get me to take over our, the apartment building we live in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really?
3: I mean H O A or something? Yeah, she wants me to be ahead of the board and then kick everybody out, and then we take 120 units and turn it into our own space. Jeff Bezos style.
0: Wow. So she's like how... you, your wife has like a real like conquer mentality.
3: Yeah, you've met her. You know how yeah, awful yeah. she is. Um so uh yeah. do you think jeff bezos has a tastefully decorated house no or do you think it just has it's just shit everywhere i think he it's has
0: like- you know how people have like like uh animal heads in their yeah house you think he's i got- know i think he has live animals coming out that are just chained in the wall
3: Oh, so you like go up and you're like, Hey, you shot an um, you know, an elephant and then the elephant moves around. (laughs) It's like
0: Yeah. He's like found a way to keep a swordfish alive suspended on his wall. Like that's the level of psycho. I
3: Oh God. And even like I just assumed it's an escape room. Like you walk in there and then you have to solve it to get out of it.
0: Ugh.
3: It you 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 end up buying a bunch of shit you don't need from Amazon. Do
0: you see the thing where um where he sent he sent Shatner to space? Yeah. Yeah. So like people watch that and they're like, oh man, is that so cool? Like, can't we all just unite behind this? But it's, I think it's like he did that for like his own, like, I'm going to send Shatner to space. Like he, he, he comes thinking about his ability to do insane things.
3: I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. You know why no one goes to space anymore? No one gives a shit. Yes. Like no one cares if you go to space. We haven't been back to the moon. You know why? We went there and there's nothing there. There's nothing to do. It doesn't move people forward. I don't know why he – yeah, sure, he went to space, and William Shatner got to – no one gives a shit. No one, no cares. one cares. They went to space. I, I haven't heard anything about it. They train. It's a waste of everyone's time and effort.
0: I'm okay if rich guys try to go to Mars. I mean I don't hate that. I mean it's their money. I mean they're not going to give it to, like, build wells in in, That's in impoverished countries. So I guess just go waste it in – in space, that's fine with me.
3: We saw Total Recall. We know there's nothing up there on Mars. And if you go there, you're just going to end up getting beat up or um, accosted by Sharon Stone. I, get... I forgot the rest of that movie, but...
0: Something like that. I know a guy's eyes get big, and then... Oh, yeah. He's
3: like... He's like eh. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's fine. I like
3: that. I like early 90s special effects for that reason. Just like it's all <sighs> practical. Like they had to build it. Like it's not CGI. That's
0: what I like uh, the first Ninja Turtles movie.
3: Oh my God, a classic. I've seen that so many times. And
0: it, it's made so much better by the fact that it's tiny men in turtle costumes. Ducking. Have you ever
3: seen, like, I think you can look it up on YouTube, but there is, like, how the Jim Henson workshop made it and, like, all the servers and, like, all the. It's really interesting.
0: Well, yeah. I watched, like, a. a, a how. Yeah, it was, like, a whatever. Like do, a how, how you make it. Yeah. And everybody was like, it was miserable to make because it's. The, the costumes oh, yeah. are horrible and. Yeah, you, know, you can't move or see or breathe, and they're doing karate.
3: Just, well, not well. – I mean, yeah, they're doing karate, but <laughs> – They're doing, not doing pretty it.
0: cool moves. I mean, they're, they're doing true. the
3: splits and shit. He, I mean, He puts himself up underneath the turtle shell, and then the guy goes over <laughs> and he goes back up.
0: It's such a great – and it's it's like a superhero movie before they knew how to make those. You know, like they're all – Oh, yeah. They weren't
3: into world building. They were like, here's – these weird creatures with a bunch of corny jokes. In it. Yeah, like here's the
0: pizza. Pe- like it starts with yeah. the pizza going into the sewer, mm-hmm. and it just never gets more. It never makes more sense than that the whole time. And I love that there, there's like there's a part where they're meditating in a fire, and the oh, their yeah. rat. They
3: see Splinter Splinter comes, comes to them, them. and then oh, yeah, you remember the scene
0: it. where they're sketching like the dead turtle in the <laughs> in the bathtub? Like that whole farmhouse sequence that they have is so one weird. of my favorite Clearly things in the movie. Clearly,
3: they could not afford. They shot it in South Carolina, I guess, on like a set. And then it was so low budget, they were like, they had to write it in that house because they couldn't do more like action scenes. Like it's supposed to be in New York, but those are the worst. New York doesn't have any alleys or any of this shit. Like no. when the guy's like, the pizza place is like 34 and a half. Like it's some address that doesn't exist. And yeah, I mean, it was made for cheap and it was like the first, it was an independent movie. They made it without. Money and then New Line at the time only had made um, what's Freddy? That was their big movie. And Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles made them put them on the on the map, but now you watch it now. Like the second one's terrible. Do you see this? You've seen all movies, of them?
0: Right? yeah. I mean, there wasn't there hasn't been a good one since the yeah. first one.
3: Um, my son liked and we watched a couple times the the Megan Fox one, the second one they made Megan Fox. Oh,
0: is, that is, that one, is that one good?
3: I mean, it's not awful i just
0: it's not it'll never be i mean we just sound like snobs being like the first one but the first one really does do something that i don't think any of the other ones can capture
3: yeah and also i saw it like the first we waited in line and we saw it like the first weekend and then i saw it again i was just kind of it was kind of mind-blowing i just hadn't seen i mean howard the duck kind of was like that or they made a couple like creature Type of those movies, ET. I guess they're all kind of ET, but that was the first one where I was like, "Oh, that's amazing!" I just thought it was an amazing movie. A, it's
0: it's. I don't know. Is I wonder if it's PG thirteen because I remember at the end, uh, oh my god, what the hockey guy? I can't remember his name. And I watched uh, Casey him. Jones. Casey yeah. Jones murders him. He falls into yeah, the thing and he just he goes oops, into the- and he crushes him to death. And you're but then like,
3: his hand comes out at the end. No, but
0: then his hand goes. You're thinking of oh, right, the, right, right, right. the Ooze. That's the second one.
3: Oh, that's the second one. But it, Shredder's in the second one, no?
0: Yeah, I don't think they worry about it making sense. He's he's straight up Well, murdered. they were like,
3: they made the second one so quick. Like, it came out the next year. How would you... <laughs> they just made it so quick, quickly. They were like, yeah, we got the costumes. Let's just keep it going. <laughs> then they made... Rocksteady and Bebop aren't in it, but there's like two other ones that they kind of make it like that. I don't know. There's two other cartoon costumes. I mean... It's some of them are so bad. Some of the creatures are so bad in those movies. Like it's almost like the Power Rangers when they bring out like a rubber costume, and they don't. The mouths don't even move. They just <laughs> voice over the thing. I always like the.
0: Uh, I was I was always a big fan of the putties. You remember that like the, L- L- Rita would bake them in like a toaster oven, and then they would come Oh, and then Power like, Rangers. Yeah, and they had their big circle. That's after my t- they had a circle in the in the center of their chest where you could punch them in there, and they would just disappear
3: that's cool yeah i like the world of it. i mean i've watched just the modern power rangers and as garbagey it's like i don't know i kids like it my son seems to like it he likes all i of was
0: it. gonna say I, you how old's your son now
3: he's six, so he's like the target he likes anything with uh that has ninja in it he talks about being a ninja he loves ninjas so are pokemon you,
0: are you gonna support that that ninja habit yeah
3: yeah girl? i mean I make him stick to the shadows as much as I can. I mean, I make him, <laughs> I make him hide in a tree a lot, surprise people. I mean, I'm just encouraging. I, it's, all you can do is encourage. You never know what, where they'll go. Maybe he'll be a shogun. I don't know, but he'll he's a ninja, uh, through and through, definitely. Um, Eric, how is your? Uh, how's everything in Los Angeles? Uh,
0: it's fine. You know, it's 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 like there's a weird. What's us
3: vibe? Vibe.
0: Uh, the vibe is stay in your house and be miserable i mean that's honestly how really?
3: i really I, I people aren't out and like you not I feel re- like with the weather you would be out and taking walks and doing stuff i mean
0: i do that like I, CrossFit. I i try to get out i i mean i've i still do like we were talking about i've been on the road a couple times and
3: that's I, exciting for you i'm really i'm excited and proud that you're able you're doing that thanks man cuz that's i think that's a big step is to get gigs and open for people and Everybody does it and it's like the one step closer to, you know, opening, you know, featuring yourself.
0: It's just, it's just like any, any time they're paying and you're, anytime I get paid doing comedy, it'll, it's still, is at the point where it feels like someone's made a mistake because I've spent so long paying to do it. That'll never,
3: that'll never end. Yeah. I've gotten paid for things that I'm like, I I can't, you're right. You, you spend so much time doing it for free or paying people to do it. And yeah. you'll always have to pay to do it in some way, you either drive yourself somewhere or do something <laughs> unless you're. But it does feel like there is a mistake, I think, a lot of the time. But I don't yeah. think so. I mean, you work so hard. you do shows all the time. you work on your craft. Who'd you open for? Who is the
0: So I was uh, opening for a guy named Louis CK. Uh, <laughs> Louis yeah Louis C.K.? Uh, I'm, you'd I'm, open for Louis CK. be honest I'm a big I'm a big uh, Louis fan post me too.
3: No. you only like his work he's done that. yeah i didn't know he him beforehand but once
0: once i read that article i was like when's this guy coming back uh i would totally open for him
3: you, you started with the article about him so you're like i got it this is so
0: this is a true story when i was in new york uh mm-hmm. that louis story came out and at the time he worked on my floor i i, I worked at some company and I guess his—he uh, had like an
3: editing editing suite there or something. Or? Yeah, whatever it was, like his. Or it's just a closet that he. It, it, was,
0: it was his uh, uh, Pig Newton, which I don't think exists anymore. But that was like his oh, yeah. production company was so the was the room uh, next to us. And where
3: it, was that? Where was it? It was in Soho It, it the- was in Soho. So- okay, good, it was in Soho. Okay, it was
0: funny you. because it's like I think about it now. I worked at this company. I can't. I won't say the name of it, but it was like a financial app. And we had a little space. Venmo. In the, you worked at, not you worked Venmo.
3: At, um, you worked at uh, PayPal.
0: Oh, well, Venmo. I mean, that would be a nice little tie into what, what you're working yeah, on. Yeah, it now. would
3: be. And I got it. that's disgusting. I even brought it up.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I would, if we were three minutes longer in this, I would have used that into, into the transition. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I worked at this financial app and we had a space in the, WeWork work building and it was tiny. And they're like, we need a big space. And so they got this huge, like loft in Soho. I mean, who knows how much they were paying for it, but, you could have a hundred employees in there. And I think about two months in, they realized they could just work remotely. And they right. had this weird policy where it was like, it was the company only been around for a few months, but I was hired after the first wave of people. So they had a week of seniority on me. So mm-hmm. they all worked remotely and I had to come into the office, but I would come into the office. And, and- this is,
3: po- this is pre COVID, right? I mean, you moved- yeah,
0: this is before I moved to LA. It's like 20, whatever, 2017. Right. And I would come in on a Monday, there's this huge space, I'd be the only person in there. And I'd be the only person to come into work for the entire work day.
3: And that's it was why uh, even have you come, just get rid of the space?
0: I just remember being like, I wonder how many buildings are filled up downtown that don't need to be? Like that companies can now work remote. And well, now, we know since the COVID, answer to that now. Yeah, exactly. And that's all I I always think back to like the wasted money from that shitty company I work for. I,
3: do you think the knowing you're so smart about I have because we've talked kind of about this stuff but do you think that like New York like offices was just like a weird pyramid scheme in itself like they kept people there and then they realized they don't like even the real estate like it was more about making the case that you need to be in a cool space rather than even needing it because I think all these places are still two years later it's all still empty who's paying the rent on you know what i'm saying like i, I do I wonder why it, is it not collapsed
0: i'll tell you it's nice. the same like when people talk about the walgreens in times square and they're like how right. much does that rent well you put pay, you're paying for the fact that you're there it's that right, right. it's that but the entire island that's all right, manhattan right, right, is right, right. it's like no, that makes why sense. would you then, ever have your office there like there's no reason except for no. getting to say we have a, our manhattan office you mean
3: okay yeah yeah Go, let me forward you to our Manhattan weekend. office well now I, I just it'd be amazing to um have you ever seen old pictures of New York where it was like all fields uptown and stuff yeah, like? yeah, yeah. See things really? I mean it's so interesting but it'd be amazing to tear all the buildings down again and just do that again <laughs> they just make it smaller everybody just goes everybody kind of shares offices to have their meetings when they need to I don't know we'll never do it because we're insane and it's a capitalist society but um is this, uh, is this where we start
0: talking about communism? It's this is uh
3: no 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 I think <laughs> capitalism needs to work for us. So Yang Gang, what do you who do you open for again? I'm so sorry. I think
0: that's oh, right. I, I he's uh, his name was uh, Bent Washburn. Okay. He's, yeah, done Conan a couple. He done did Conan a bunch. Now he lives in Germany. Uh, and he just comes to the U.S. to do. He shows. just comes to the U.S. to do shows.
3: And why did he pick you, or someone said? Have Eric.
0: My buddy did that. So they run this show. It's like right outside of uh, Idaho university. And I guess the guy there produces this quarterly show. And my friend did it three months ago and I saw photos. I was like, that looks fun. And I said, fuck it. And I emailed him and was like, can you send me the contact information for that show? I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And he did. And I think he vouched for me pretty hard because they booked me without even looking at my tape.
3: Wow. That's yeah, great.
0: I mean, I mean, I, I mean, maybe they Googled me and found it, but yeah, it was really. I mean, I, I have to get better at doing that. Where it's like I know people now, where I could ask those favors, and I'm always like, uh,
3: it's, it's, it puts me in a I weird know. spot.
0: To act, and you just have to go. Whatever. But now you'll
3: do that for your buddy now. Like if he asks, he, and I already did. I already I
0: already did. Yeah. I sent him a couple. Uh, I sent him a couple people that I know because I know people on the East Coast where around where my family lives. And so now, when he does his East Coast thing, he's going to have uh, people to reach out to. That's that is what it is. Is somebody has to? What's the old phrase? It's not who you know; it's who knows you. Someone's got to know you.
3: I've never heard that phrase, but yeah, I know it's it's not who you know. It's that who was you what know.
0: that That's was funny. what uh, Teddy Roosevelt said when he was inaugurated. He said, "It's not really who you know.
3: no." He's like, "I know the Roosevelts." Um, who was the guy you... that got?
0: Sh- there was a president that got shot during a speech. William Tyler. Was it him?
3: Yeah, I think he died of. Didn't he die like three weeks into
0: his presence? No, I'm t- this. I think this. I want to say this was Teddy Roosevelt was giving like a speech on the back of a locomotive, and some guy shot him, and he. I guess he had been shot enough to know that he wasn't going to die from it. So the crowd started to lynch the shooter, and he said, "No, no, 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 no. Take him to jail. He gets his trial, and then he finished his speech. How and do he, you know and, if you and he, he lived you're the rest of his live, life with a bullet shot? I think his, uh,
3: maybe, uh,
0: who knows? I mean, I don't think his logic was medically sound.
3: He was like, no, 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 this has happened to me before. I, uh, I'll get through it. I think, no, I'll get through it. It's like having the flu, you know, you just kind of power through.
0: I think I, I think they were a different breed of people back then, you know? You well, watch I The Revenant for five seconds and you're like, yep, I just can't even Weren- imagine.
3: Weren't bullets slower then? <laughs> <laughs> Like they shot it, and then you kind of had time to move, right?
0: Well, it was slower loading them; it takes like fifty seconds right, to get I mean. one. Like and I like you... the
3: idea that he was giving the speech, and he saw the guy, but the guy took like another ten. He's like, by the time I'm done, he's like timing it in his head. He's like, by the time I'm done, this guy's not gonna
0: have that loaded. <laughs> I think it was also they're not very uh, they're not very accurate. The old guns.
3: People aren't accurate. No. <laughs> oh. I almost, I almost. Is there some, just, go ahead. I almost ahead.
0: shot some Civil War guns on uh, last Tuesday. My dad where? was my dad was visiting, and so there's a there's a shoot there's a place in Burbank where you can pay somebody to go shoot at the mountains. And I was like, my dad would love that, but then they uh, they couldn't make it work with uh, my work schedule. So we just, uh,
3: we, just you, we just watched Netflix are you working, instead. I mean, do you talk about this in the podcast? Where do you work?
0: I have a day job. I I work for a uh, like a company that helps like general contractors and interior designers. It's like for home professionals. Great. What? I
3: thought you were going to say civil war. I work I for... thought you're, you're like you're <laughs> like it helps civil war reenactors connect with other civil war reenactors. I am I'm a, I'm like a tender, civil war
0: reenactor, yes.
3: Oh my god, that'd be an amazing job. You would be perfect for it. Cuz in the middle of it you'd be like, "Ah, oh, I got a set tonight. I got to get going."
0: Yeah, I could do. You, or, why
3: did you, you do all your Civil War humor there.
0: Yeah, I go to the show and then I, I'm accidentally still in character, talking like Robert E. Lee and Wall. <laughs> You're also. like, oh
3: god, I cannot leave my day job at my. I was talking
0: to my wife the other day about what shows we watch on Netflix.
3: That's also your Southern lawyer character, which is funny.
0: <laughs> you know, they they all inform one another. They dance together. Yeah. are you still
3: into doing like you still like comedy yeah
0: fuck yeah man still your obsession i can't (laughs) i i can't like you know every think
3: about it all the time you can't turn it off really you're (laughs) always coming up with stuff i'm like
0: everybody else i love it you know i get to a point with the business where you're just trying to make it work and you're like man maybe i could quit i'd be good at this other job i'm doing like i'd make more money i'd be less stressed Sure. And when I talk to my therapist, and I'm like, I don't feel like I'm doing enough for my career. And she's like, Well, you have another full time job. So you are technically, if you're doing comedy full time and your other job, that's 80 hours. Like it's just the math is that you're always going to feel like you're not doing enough.
3: Right. But how much can you do that's in your control, I guess? Like you can do as much in your control as you can, which is you write material and you go in front of as many people as possible to do it. I, I also feel like you chose – you did a very smart thing, which is instead of being like, I'm going to commit to this improv thing as long as I can.
0: <laughs> I still stayed too long, but I, no, I did get out. There's
3: no it. such thing. You did, you quit when you can, and then you decided to do stand-up, which is everybody understands much easily, easier.
0: I, look, I, I definitely thought I could make improv work, but I mean even just the last two years – I mean it's, it's crazy to say during COVID, but it really even was during COVID – um, the path for how to make money doing stand up is much clearer. and like well, and, also and the, the
3: makes h- more sense to like, okay, you start at this club and then you get good and someone sees you, then you go to this club. like there's probably an overlap of club type stuff, right? where like someone who does this club also does this club and then you kind of follow suit. like it seems yeah, you know you do you do a bunch of just for laughs, and then the fifth time they cast they bring up to Montreal you know I think there's there's probably a straighter line rather than I don't know what improv doesn't even exist really anymore
0: no no it's one of the, the one,
3: tools you learned
0: <laughs> one of one of COVID's uh you know we've talked a lot about loss during COVID in society but not enough about improv theaters uh eating shit because that yeah. re- that really was the tragedy I thought
3: people really wanted to get going again some people are really missing it but I think that uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think people will come out the same way. Although I wonder, after it's all over, I think people will want to go see stuff. So maybe it's an opportunity to do shows. We'll see. I mean, what's better than stand up in the sense that you can you control your own self? You could show up in a backyard show or do a show in a club. Like you can, all you need is a mic, right? And you write your own material. And- it is
0: the I contend it's like the purest form of comedy because it's you, you can't fuck with it, like. No one can talk against it when it's good. There's really nothing to say other than like, yeah, that was good. Versus there's a lot of other forms, like whether it's improv where you have to like explain what's happening to the audience in the context. Yeah. Or sketch where it's not all your you, – there's so many hands in it. Like how much credit do you really get for when something really right. looks good at the end? Like with stand-up, it's like you own the highs, you own the lows. Like there's no uh,
3: – Yeah, it's pure – It's not it's shared. It's pure you. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I, that's interesting because I don't, I don't mind sharing. I like being collaborative, but I, I think that some people don't. I think, you know, when I had stand-ups in improv class, they were the hardest hardest ones to kind of get because they were so used to doing it by themselves. Like, I, yeah, I felt the same up. way.
0: I, yeah. I don't know if my audience knows that I used to teach improv, but I did, and it was the same thing. The best people in improv classes were always. People who were not performers, they were the most fun Oh, because you'd be like the Whoa. most
3: fun. And usually people who like in sales or something, something where they're kind of performative. I had a lawyer once that was super funny. You know, I think people are funny. What always made me laugh. And I don't know if you found this in an improv class where people were just being human and not trying to be funny. Like yes. people automatically were funny. I I liked it when people tanked because that was funny to me because they were just funny even just tanking, like what people thought was funny. Like when the people were just being themselves, I thought that was funny. Although, you know, they thought they were not doing well. I thought, I thought that was entertaining enough. It's when people were trying to be funny. That was never funny.
0: I remember I had a, it's a weird scene to remember. And I don't know if this will translate to podcast, but I was like, I was coaching a guy. It was in an improv class and he kept trying to be funny. I was like, just stop, just do the object work. Stop. Just be in the moment. Don't try to be funny. You're not funny. Like I was getting mad at him. I think he was getting mad. And so there, I was like, just nobody talk for 30 seconds. And so they, he was like, they were silently making sandwiches. And, they, and the wife, classic, scene. The, the, classic the wife scene. goes after 30 seconds goes like, uh, where's the peanut butter? And he goes, I put it right there. And he like points to nothing. But he was so mad. He was still mad at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the fury where he pointed to nothing, naming it peanut yeah. butter. I mean, I, the class we laughed for like five minutes, like tears streaming down everybody's face. It no. was so. I mean, I, I always I always say the part that I miss from those years. Performing was great, and I made a lot of friends doing it. But I had the best time teaching and oh teaching was doing grad the best. shows and watching people oh, yeah. like i would people would come up after and be like my wife says i'm a better listener now like shit that yeah. like means so much more than all of us trying to find a way to make careers out of playing patty cakes with each other i mean it was yeah it was great
3: i think i think a lot of people had i've seen people i've seen it had like life changing not that they like left their job or anything, but like they had life changing where they found they could do something they thought they couldn't, which I think is unbelievable. I mean, to be an adult and to think, you know, you're the fun is beaten out of you by how we teach people stuff in school and everything. And then for you to rediscover that as an adult, I think is great.
0: Well, you were my teacher um, for, no, Sca- I wasn't. yeah, you were.
3: Oh, for sketch and then I made you well, work ske- with that horrible lady. <laughs> that horrible I still feel bad about that. I, I think I had more problems with the sketch. People really were babies in the sketch. Improv, they were so much easier to do. Yeah. The sketch people were such babies about getting feedback or being in the show. I, I I don't miss really doing that. But yes, you were great. You were great in the class. I've always said that.
0: No, I know. I—I no, my point was gonna be that I thought you were uh, I thought you were a great teacher. Like you really oh. I have I have a couple people when I started, that like made me think I could do comedy. And even though I'm mm-hmm. not really, I mean, I guess I could, I still write sketches and stuff. But like, I think about you. I think about Kevin Scott. And these are people that you know. You met me when I was early 20s. So yeah, like, I
3: must know you 15 years by now, right? Yeah, because I think I must have met you. I met my wife in 2007. Were you in? Were you in the New York City in
0: 2007? No, I moved in. Oh, 08 no you know i i moved in 2007 it was before obama i think obama. i met you it was before, before right what? But it was before obama it was like a year before obama oh
3: must have been i i mean you you've in in just your influence you've many times were the only person in the audience for my shows <laughs> I've brought, I've, i
0: brought da- i brought dates to your shows yeah
3: yeah many times so i i would say you know i appreciate you um and i appreciate you know keeping up with you the other day was um i had well you know mitch lucas um is a great graphic designer he i had him put together a writer's reel for me <clears> of <throat> all the stuff i've done in the last 10 years you're heavily f- featured in the uh the m- thing i did for mtv
0: oh yeah i remember that and you
3: were great you were so funny you didn't mind that i put a ghost costume on you you told me i was the things. only one
0: that could handle it i remember you that. were you were honestly, like nobody else would
3: Not even that funny. Like, I looked at it, and I was like, this is mildly. Like, looking back at it now, I was like, I get why no one wanted it. Like, it was such—it was the most low-stakes game show I possibly could have put up. (laughs) It was just people talking. But you were such a good—and you came up with a good joke at the end. You're a pro. You were great. And I would never have asked anybody else to do it because I knew you could make something out of it. And I think that's—
0: Yeah, my my ego wouldn't be destroyed. No,
3: or you wouldn't be "Eh." like—I mean, you did— you did say you put me in a ghost costume the whole time, but I, I, did, I don't think you're, you just, you made the most, you made a meal out of it because I think you, you know, that's what you do. That's the. We're all going to eat shit forever. It's it's just, you know, how we I feel like deal with it. Not that that's eating shit, but just like how we pivot and be flexible and stuff. I think you're great at that.
0: What you said about making a meal out of it. I feel like De Niro and Heat, I'm like, that's the discipline.
3: I just taped that. that I, I really wanted to watch that again the other day for some reason. It's a great. Movie. Oh, they're making a sequel or a prequel. No, they're, they're not. They're writing a book. Uh, no, it's a book. Okay. Michael Mann wrote a book, and it's a prequel to the. And I was like, oh, I'd read that. I mean, I love a good if crime if fiction. If it's
0: anything like his movies, it's going to be brilliant and
3: way too long. Way
0: too long. Way. way. Long. I've
3: never seen Miami Vice. Should I watch it?
0: No. Okay. But here's <laughs> what you should do because I, my, I just realized I didn't plug in my computer and the is running low. Uh, talk to me, Joe. About your new podcast because I listened right, to the so first episode and I love
3: podcast. it. You're a fan of the show Young Sheldon, right? Uh,
0: I haven't missed an episode.
3: Okay, uh, Matt Hobby, who's on Young Sheldon, and myself, Matt Hobby, another alumni of our improv theater, um, have uh, started a show. We've we've got more, a lot of episodes banked already. Not that that matters to the audience, but the, the concept <laughs> is that we, we look at someone's Venmo, someone's funny. Maybe you'll be on. I'm sure. Um, Venmo, and we tried to decipher what the emojis or the cryptic messages they leave, like what did they actually pay for. And it's really just an excuse. We kind of like make up stories about people's Venmo, and then we we try to we have a nice discussion afterwards, and it's funny and it's dumb. And it's a fun way to, you know, you're washing a dish or you're uh, going for a walk. It's a fun way to spend an hour. So you can find it on Apple Podcasts. It's called Pay a Request. The Social Money Talk Show, hosted by me, Joe Shapa, and Matt Hobby. So you, you should check it out, and I appreciate you for having me on to plug it.
0: Of course, man. And for all my listeners, uh, I listened to the first episode, and I laughed a bunch. It was really funny. I listened Do you know to- Bailey? I, feel I don't. Like she,
3: was a, she was a student of mine, and she was one student talking about who I just cried laughing, and now she's in stuff, and she was on the Eliza Schlesinger Netflix sketch show, and she's great. But... um. I appreciate you listening. That's great. Yeah. Uh, um, who are your listeners? Do you know them by name, or do
0: I know they? I know like twelve of them by name, and then they're all named Greg. Are there some Gregs? There might be probably some Gregs.
3: There's a Greg, Eric, Cody. Who else?
0: There's some. Uh, there's a. There's a Matt. There's a Tyler. There's. Oh, there's Tyler. people. There's people.
3: I think they would like it.
0: There's a lot of people in Massachusetts. I've got. I've got a. I've got a decent Massachusetts following.
3: My sister um, lives in Medford. Does that buy, does that hold water for anybody out there? Medford, Massachusetts. Very nice town.
0: Is your sister a fan of my podcast? She should check it out.
3: I bet her husband would be. He loves football.
0: Well, it looks like having you on the show brings me in one more listener.
3: Looks like it's time to bring in the quarterbacks, and that's when the music cuts. And then- Boom.
0: Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to support us for free, there are many ways to do it. Start by subscribing on whatever platform you're currently listening on. If you're on Apple Podcasts, write a five-star review. And if you're on YouTube, like the video and leave a comment. On erichelwig.com, you can subscribe to the newsletter and click the track button to follow Eric's stand updates and never miss a show when he's in town. To support the podcast financially, visit the merch store via Eric's website. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next show.